0: Hey there, welcome to the show, I am Benjamin Light. This is Marcus Marks. And we are bros who watch PLL2. Today we're talking about S4E2, Turn of the Shoe. Mm -hmm. Written
1: by Oliver Goldstick, directed by Joanna Kearns, which is an accomplished television director, but also the mom from Growing
0: Pains. Well there you go. Uh, Yeah, episode 2, season 4 of Pretty Little Liars, we're... Picking up, uh, looks. I think it's the night of the funeral. Wilden, funeral, and they just went to the liars have all met at the brew mm-hmm. to have a little discussion, hashing the shit
1: out. Uh, Aria asks when Ashley last called Hannah from New York, which was you know maybe the day before yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm. Hannah doesn't know. Uh, she hasn't really been keeping track. And Emily's like, "Have checked your phone?" And Hannah says, "She called me from the hotel room." Mm-hmm. Emily, she has no cell. And who's that freaky woman at the funeral? Aria wants clarification because apparently to her.
1: There was a lot of freaky estrogen up in that place.
0: Yeah, and Hannah says, the one in black with the veil, and she was just diving into that town car. And Emily says, speaking of freaks, where's Melissa, Spencer? <laughs> Spencer says that Melissa's in DC interviewing for an internship, and Hannah's
1: like, with who? Satan? Mm
2: hmm.
1: Yeah. But it seems like, you know, during all this, like, Spencer's pretty distracted. Like, maybe she's getting, like, OCD of her food aria asks if emily thinks that melissa was the woman in black and emily asks if that's what she thinks mm-hmm. aria didn't get a good look she was too busy trying not to wet herself and then detective <laughs> holbrook showed up
0: yeah uh, holbrook was making a beeline over for them and, and Anna it says well he can beeline all he wants we didn't do anything to wilden and aria says except for throw his car in a lake and leave fingerprints all over it when a pulled it out <laughs> Spencer, what are you doing with my french fries? Because Spencer's been kind of ignoring this whole conversation to like play with some food on the table. Right. Uh, and she's kind of, she's got like some carrots and like some vegetables and french fries that she's stacking in a grid. Mm. Uh, she says, I'm, I'm recreating the geography around the lodge to see if it's even possible that the person who jumped out of the plane could rescue you three from a burning building. And, and it's like, wait. And then Spencer. So he like, grabs a mozzarella stick. She's like, put down the mozzarella stick. And Hannah's like, it's mine. Spencer says, no, it's not. It's plain.
1: So from what's on the table, though, you can see that the brew obviously serves sandwiches, vegetable platters, French fries, and mozzarella sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arya's like, you can stack all the food you want. It wasn't Allison. And Hannah wants to know why is so sure. And Arya's just like, because I went to her
0: funeral twice. Twice. <laughs> And Hannah says, we never saw a body. And Arya goes, oh, God, please. And Emily's like, we've been through this, okay? You're oxygen deprived. And Hannah's like, she wasn't. Like, pointing to Spencer. You saw her, right? And Spencer just kind of, like, says nothing. And Hannah's like, oh, so now I'm the crazy one. Give him my mozzarella back. She takes it back.
1: Um. So one thing is, in just a few days of a whole new season here, Hannah's hair has grown a few inches. Mm-hmm. But I, I love the division here where, you know, Ari and Hannah are usually a unit. Spencer and Emily are usually a unit. But they kind of divide it down those lines here. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe we'll talk about the theory or
0: not. Yeah. But, like, also, it's Arya's french fries and Hannah's mozzarella sticks but on the same platter because they're the same person, right? Perhaps, indeed. Um, but Spencer is like, okay, I will allow that it looks a lot like Allison. I'm not ruling it out. Um, and... Let's see, what do we have here? So Arya's like Hannah takes that mozzarella stick back and Arya's like, So you're saying you think her mom is laying out all her old pillows and toys because she's expecting her to return? And I do think it's funny, they're kinda like lampshading this like Allison might be a lie thing by having Hannah suggest it and then all the other liars say, That's ridiculous, you know. You,
1: you dizzy blonde. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Emily clarifies that it was just the one toy, a clown. And Arya's <laughs> basically just like, not you two. <laughs> and just then, Mona comes rushing in, and she's just like, hey, guys, sorry I'm late. I've been thinking about the Allison question. And Hannah <laughs> gives
0: her this look like,
1: you can read minds?
0: <laughs> well, and also, like, Mona's, like, out of breath. She's really, like, she's here to, uh, you know, join with the other liars, but they're, they're fucking bitches to her hands. They like, really... really are. I've been thinking a lot about how you put my mom's phone in the Wilden's casket. And Mona's just like, nice, like, you know, and all the liars just, like, get up and, like, form a line, like, facing off against Mona, like, full bitch face.
1: Yeah, full of exclusion, and Mona gives them a look just like, real nice, you skanks.
0: Yeah, she says, what else do I have to do to prove to you that we're in this together? I gave you that chip from his dash cam. You were all there and my computer was hacked, and I've cashed in all of my get-out-of-hell free cards. If you don't believe me and you still think I'm keeping secrets, go out there and search that RV for yourselves. And so Spencer gives her this look of like a very excited, arched eyebrow. And she does like, like an amazing thing with her eyebrow. And Spencer's like, lead the way.
1: We'll follow. And Spencer's mm-hmm. just like,
0: okay. <laughs> Spencer is back to like full Spencer.
1: Yeah, yeah. She hasn't quite shaken off the uh, the dust from from the end of last season, but she's getting there. She's strongly getting there.
0: So just, just watching that eyebrow move it's kind of amazing.
1: yeah, it's it's astounding. Uh, so out in the middle of nowhere at night, the four liars are wherever Mona and Hannah left the RV and in the background like a dirt road yeah yeah, we see Mona getting out of her car walking towards them with a flashlight.
0: Well, it's, it's a very really cool shot, because this, this shot's going to last probably like 30 seconds, because right. the dialogue in the foreground is Mona's walking towards him from the background of the flashlight, and Emily's like, why are we doing this now? And Spencer says, because if we wait until later, she can get back here before us and purge. Mm. And Emily's like, whoa, that? she hears something, and Spencer says, it was a bird, a beaver. Do you need to wait in the car? <laughs> Damn. Spencer's other is getting some attitude right now yeah uh,
1: so yeah finally Mona like catches up
0: the group because she's been like walking towards them the whole time um well, and it's very, they, it's cool blocking because she walks between the four of them like they kind of part as she walks past and she is like full business mode like holding that flashlight out she
1: has a little like nice little like diva power strip. well it's interesting because mm. the way she walks oh yeah there's a them. there's
0: a swing in those hips
1: the way she walks through them, so you have Hannah, Emily on one side, and then Spencer and Ari on the other side, right? So that when they when they come together, then to follow her, you then have again Hannah and Ari are together, mm-hmm. and Emily and Spencer are together.
0: And it's it's interesting that when Mona walks through, she gives Spencer a glance, like like she's checking with Spencer. She, mm-hmm. Spencer's the only one who really concerns her.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. So Emily points out, you know, but like she doesn't even know what they've been looking for inside this RV lair. And we'll also see as they walk past that the Liars of caravan over here following Mona. Hannah and Spencer are in Spencer's car, and Ari and Emily are in, I don't know which of their cars, because their cars look the
0: same to me. Yeah, I think it's Ari's car. Okay. Um, so, anyway, they go over past this fence to a gate. Mona rolls the gate open and shines a flashlight in, and there is no RV there. Mm-hmm. Because Toby stole it.
1: She's like, "Oh my god!" And we see the RV's gone. She's she's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god it's, god! it's gone!" And, and Arya's Ar- like, "What do you mean it's gone?"
0: With some serious venom.
1: Arya mm-hmm. likes to get tough with Moda.
0: Yeah, it's because Moda's the only one smaller than her. Yeah, really. And um, Moda's like, "This is where I left it." I mean, you saw me, Hannah. I haven't been back here since. I swear. Like she, she seems pretty genuine here, and yeah. she's like, "Somebody stole it." And I just feel bad for poor Mona here because Hannah's giving her like no support at all. Like Hannah like doesn't say a thing, just looks away. And the other liars clearly don't believe her.
1: Well, Spencer just says
0: somebody. And
1: then Hannah says, let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's is ice cold ladies. Yeah. So the four liars, they walk away with, you know, poor dejected Mona to follow. They go back to their car. Spencer and Hannah get in Spencer's car. Um, Mona walks past Emily, and once once she's walks past Emily, just gives
0: this super bitchy like shake yeah. of the head. Well, Mona looks she looks very like kind of meek and you know small right now. I'm just gonna say that you know spoiler, you're gonna get a lot of
1: really bitchy attitudes in this episode, and mm. not just from the ladies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, indeed. Uh, So Arya advises Emily to hold up for a minute. So we see Mona get in her car. For
0: whatever reason, Arya wants to watch this. Yeah, Mona goes and gets in her car. Spencer and Hannah drive away in Spencer's SUV. Mm. And then we see Mona getting into her car. She starts the engine. She sets that
1: giant mag light down on the passenger seat.
0: And then somebody reaches from behind and throws like like a cable or a rope around Mona's neck and starts choking her out. Somebody in a black hoodie
1: wearing one of those allison masks yeah
0: it's, it's like it's a but wearing one of those creepy allison masks that so you can't see the face it's super mm-hmm. creepy it's very uh, creepy. choking mona out Mona's she's grabbing at the flashlight she can't reach it uh i guess she's she's pumping on her brakes because Arya and ha- and uh, emily here see the brake lights flashing it's like huh, oh, what's going on and, and the car's like over. shaking a little
1: bit mm-hmm. but they're just like hmm that's odd right yeah. so they walk over And just then, like, Mona reaches the light. She smacks A of it. She uses that moment to dive out of the car, still choking.
0: And kind of, like, rolls away, uh, coughing on the ground. Aria and Emily finally run over. And as they run over, the car just, like, takes off. I guess like, A hopped into the driver's seat. So the car drives away down the road. But then it, like, turns around, flips a bitch, and comes right back at them. And tries to, like, run the three of them down as they're still helping Mona up. Yeah. And they all dive out of the way. Uh, and they all land okay, except for Emily happens to dive where there's some like, like random rocks, like kind of about the size of a brick, like that big rocks yeah, yeah. on the ground. And Emily, sh- she lands right on her right shoulder on one of those rocks. Well, it's a nice picture because you really see that Emily's in the middle of the two when the car's coming back. Mm-hmm. She is so well, she like much throws taller. them both away. Yeah, and she she's throws so them so much both out of the way.
1: But yeah, she throws them both. She basically saves them, and then she lands on that rock. And then I, that's how the, the teaser ends as we see Emily roll back over, like clutching her shoulder in agony. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next morning, we're at Hannah's house. She comes down the stairs. She's gotten a text from Arya that says, Mona found her car, dumped behind the school. She's freaked.
0: I like what we see Spencer's dressed, but she doesn't have real shoes on yet. She has little, like, uh, like violet slippers on. I thought that was funny.
1: Yeah. Hannah hears a noise from the kitchen. She goes to investigate. It's Ashley.
0: Ashley's back thank god ashley's like getting some food out of the fridge and they having the their... hello
1: and the hugs yeah
0: yeah morning discussions um like hey ashley's like hey stranger did you ever come yeah you know, didn't didn't even hear you come in last night and hannah's like yeah well the door's closed so i just figured you're sleeping and ashley says she was it was a rough drive probably should have taken the train and hannah's like so how was new york and Ashley's like, I didn't see much of it. The bank booked a conference room with no windows. How are you holding up? What kind of bank is this? I mean, is this bank even good at selling people bad mortgages? I don't know. And so Al's hand holding up. And Hannah's like, what's that supposed to mean? And Ashley's like, it means I haven't seen you in a week. And I'm curious. And Ashley, she's playing very natural. But it does seem like she's a little tenser than usual here. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's It's subtle, but it's definitely there. So
1: Hannah says she's okay. She mentions that she went to Wilm's funeral, and Ashley's whole body is just like, ugh, that Like, guy. tenses
0: up, and she gives this very stern, like, gritted-teeth look, and it's like, yeah, and it's how a... was
1: that? And Hannah's like, weird. I mean, I want him gone, and I'll probably go to hell for saying that. And Ashley's like, I hope not, because then you have to see him again, which is a sick burn.
0: Yeah, and Ashley looks pretty stressed and a bit emotional, and Hannah says, Mom, you don't think I had anything to do with this, do you? I know back, I wanted him dead, but yeah. you don't think that. Yeah. Ashley, she's you know facing away from Hannah, and she, Ashley says, "Hannah, that thought never even crossed my mind." And Hannah says, "What do you think happened?" And she says, "I think Detective Wilden had more enemies than friends. And I think one of those people decided to do us all a favor, which is pretty cold blooded." Ashley, I feel like even even Hannah is a little uncomfortable at this. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Jesus, mom.
1: Put your claws away. Yeah, he's yeah. dead already.
0: And Hannah says, uh, "Well, so Hannah's kind of uh, pondering this, and Ashley's." She's gonna leave. She leaves the bag. She's like, use a plate, you know, because Hannah's like, un, un uh, she's peeling an orange or something there. Mm-hmm. So Ashley's about to walk out, but then Hannah kind of like pulls her mom's phone out of her purse and ponders for a moment, and then she kind of decides she's gonna do this. Turns around. She's like, Mom, you lost your phone. And she holds yeah. the phone out, and Ashley turns and looks very shocked to see it. She's like, Where did you find that? And Hannah. She's very confidently lying now, making full eye contact. She's like, It was in the mailbox. I guess someone decided to return it. Ashley looks like she's lying.
1: And she says, you know, she must have left the hotel desk when she was checking out. Maybe they messengered it back. This is Hannah's opportunity to make that face where she realizes that her mom is basically lying to her. Well, and
0: I kind of wonder, has has some transfer of power happened here? Like, Hannah finally seems confident enough to lie to Ashley without mm-hmm. Ashley knowing. Mm-hmm. Like, she pulls it off. And, now, and then now she can tell that Ashley's lying to her.
1: Well, so Ashley's just like, uh, well, don't look so shocked, Hannah. There are still some honest people in this world. Yeah. And I'm thinking, not on this show.
0: And Hannah's face just falls because she knows something's up, you know.
1: So we get to Spencer's kitchen where she's got her coffee and she's got the mail. She sees something addressed to her from UPenn. You know, it's her, her mm-hmm. school,
0: her favorite school. Yeah. So in the admissions office. You ever get a letter. small letter from the yeah. admissions office? That's a rejection letter. Yeah. So Spencer just The acceptance shocked. letters are big old packages. Uh, and she opens it up and... All you need to know is you see the the paragraph that starts with the committee regrets, you know, dot, dot, dot. That's all she needs to see. She just kind of stares at it, comprehending, and uh, sits down. Her eyes are, like, wide open. It's like she's trying to, like, process this new reality, and she just can't quite wrap her brain around it. Like, how she's, did she not get into you, Penn?
1: She's borrowing a few tricks from, like, the Lucy Hale, you know, toolbox. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it's like, a 20-minute scene. It's just, like, Spencer's, like, stunned, scoffing. Um... So we cut to Main Street Rosewood where Arya and Hannah are walking down the street. Just, we'll get out of the way. Arya's fashion consists of <laughs> black boots, a black miniskirt, a Bla- black. I think
0: that's like a black leather miniskirt.
1: Fitting. A mm-hmm. black fringy vest over a long sleeve white shirt that has Rocky Horror Show lips like over the front of it. Well, those are
0: just. I don't know if those are Rocky Horror Lips. Those are just big red lips all over This it. is like a recurring thing, right. though, with Arya. Kisses, this is, A. Yeah, kisses from Arya, whose first name starts with A. Um,. Ari is telling
1: Hannah that Emily's a mess. She has a huge bruise on her shoulder from landing on that giant rock. And and Hannah's just like, well, why couldn't she have landed on Mona? Which I'm thinking <laughs> Mona would not have minded.
0: Mona would have been like, that's okay. I would rather Hannah landed on me, but I'll take yeah. Emily.
1: Yeah. Aria points out that the car tried to flatten Mona and Ari and Emily. And Aria ponders if A's new plan is to try to pick off the tiny ones in the herd.
0: <laughs> and Hannah says, okay, we are not a herd. And Aria says, it's an expression. And Hannah says, yeah, for cows. And Ari says, well, I've been created." And I says, what does that make me? My mom didn't even blink when I pulled her phone out. It was like she knew it was stolen and she was just waiting for me to spill. As they went to the whole cow thing, I
1: was just picturing in my mind, for some reason, Ian Harding doing the uh, the narrow line for Meet the Parents. I have nipples, Arya. Could you milk me? Your mind goes weird places. It really does. Mm-hmm. So it's like Ashley knew the phone had been stolen and she's just waiting for Hannah to spill. So Hannah is lying to Ashley. Ashley is lying to Hannah. And Hannah's worried that Ashley knows that Hannah is lying mm-hmm. to her. If you do the math, it checks out.
0: Yeah. And Ari says, it's not going to help you you or your mom to tell her that A is back. Of course it wouldn't. Uh, Hannah says, yeah, and framing her for murder. What am I supposed to do now? Nothing. I mean, if Mona didn't put that phone in the casket, then who did? And who sent that tape to, to us uh, of outside of Warland's car? And he sold Mona's hate mobile, which I like. That's how she describes it. Well, she's
1: like, Melissa, Jenna, Shauna, And Arya's like looking around the corner because she's not taking Hannah seriously. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, well, you could always go ask her yourself. And so Hannah looks down the street to see what the hell Arya's talking about. And there's Shana.
0: I like how the suddenly the brew. suddenly Arya's concerned for her own safety just because uh, for once she was like in danger from A. A tried to run them over.
1: Well, as we know, Arya's response to some of these mm-hmm. A situations is exponentially bigger than all the other girls because, as far as she's concerned, like this is the her first like real encounter with
0: mm-hmm. them. She just joined this TV show. She's been on the Ezra show for a while. Yeah, exactly. uh, so Hannah marches on over to Shauna, even though Arya's is trying to stop her. Hannah, full you know bitch mode engaged, mm-hmm. uh, walks right over, and, and she's
1: like, Hannah, I wasn't serious.
0: Yeah. She well, says, "Hey, you saving that seat for your gal pal Jenna?" And Shauna super bitchy as well. She's like, "Excuse me." Full
1: Man. raging bitchitude.
0: Also, just not great acting. Uh, and Hannah says, "Don't act like you haven't heard that name before, Jenna." <laughs> Why'd you skip Wilden's funeral? And Shauna just kind of has this like mouth breathing, like slightly retarded face, like she doesn't uh-huh. know how to respond. Like, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and
1: derb to derb.
0: And Arias it, like Hannah, and Hannah says, "Jenna was there. Why weren't you?" you through threw all buds right where were you yesterday and is like i was at swim practice but i don't recall signing a contract that said i had to report that to you
1: check the fine print bitch
0: Mm-hmm. he's like hannah let's go and hannah says the so swimming laps is more important than saying goodbye to an old friend and shauna says what old friend and hannah says that groggy scumbag you and jenna scraped off the road right the night he was hit by a car and aria finally hustles hannah away she's like hannah come on you know and well, interesting that Arya and Shanna make brief eye contact here as uh, they go.
1: Hannah has this great moment of just like bitchy pride on her face. Mm-hmm. It's it's very akin to when like that scene in season three when like uh, Jenna when has to s- slam yeah. on the brakes, and then there's like Hannah's just a little like, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, Shana, the actress, <laughs> Hannah walks
0: away backwards.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like she if she had a she wanted to pull a microphone out of her like purse and just drop it on the street. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: They the cut actress, to Shauna doing this look, and I feel like if, if this were Jenna or Mona, like, they would have one of those, like, those good, like, evil we're gonna looks. We're going to get into that look in this yeah. episode. We're really going to... But try- Shauna, Shauna does not have that in her tool bag, we're so she just kind of to- stares blankly.
1: Well, and this really bothers me because there's moments when I don't think Shauna is so terrible acting-wise, and there's times when I think the writing is not all there. Mm-hmm. I want to believe in this actress more just because her name is Ariel Miranda, which is amazing to me. Yeah, and the writing but, like,
0: definitely doesn't help.
1: But I feel like this had to be like one of those where the camera was on her and she didn't realize they were filming or it's in between takes or something. Because she's just just like, yeah. you know? <laughs> Um. So it cuts <laughs> to an empty computer lab at school. Paige is on a computer and Emily comes in. Oh, boy. She, Emily got, yeah, Jesus Christ. Have a drink, folks. This is a terrible scene. She got Paige's text. You know, what do you want to show me? Paige has up some kind of virtual design like- thing.
0: Fate is also designing the virtual simulacra. But well, it's like
1: something out of the Sims.
0: It's of your future dorm room, Emily, or should I say ours? Uh, and so we see this virtual simulacra. Let me just describe this dorm room that she has created. Uh, the walls are two-toned. It's like white on the bottom and like, like a bright lavender, almost fuchsia on top. Mm-hmm. You'd definitely go insane with that paint job. Uh, there's two twin beds right next to each other the night sand in between. There is one desk. And there's a a fucking couch. A fucking couch. And like a coat rack. No, 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 Um, no,
1: folks, folks, not a couch that you fuck on.
0: Just an ugly couch. It's like, I don't know what dorm room you think you're getting, Paige, but (laughs) trust me, you're not going to have a couch in there.
1: Three quick points. One, this room is... Disgusting, and I'm wondering. And if you if you listen to this and you go to Stanford, tell me, is this a, a, a perk that they offer? Can you go online and virtually design your fucking like dorm room?
0: As somebody who went to the version of Stanford you can't buy your way into, mm-hmm. I can assure you that that is not what a college dorm room looks like.
1: I, I didn't think so, and I and I'm sure your fellow And, and you're not agree. gonna have
0: a, a couch, All right? in right. one desk. Like, what happens if both of you need to use a computer?
1: Well, yeah, the the school does not provide furniture beyond the beds. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think you're you will get, you get, you you get
0: a bed each, a dresser each, and a uh, a desk each. That's what you get.
1: So you know, Emily likes the pages, please. Page number two drops a Grey gardens reference, which makes sense for page three. I thought she told Emily that Emily could decorate, right?
0: By decorate, she means uh, approve whatever Paige has already done. There's a lot yes. of jokes about puffy makes puffy uh, drapes to be made here, but I'll, I'll leave those alone. Yeah, Paige, you're- uh, But Paige is like, "What do you think?" And Emily's like, "I like," and 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 her eyes are saying, "Oh God," you know. I don't uh, know.
1: I don't. I want to. I want to believe you, but I uh, listening to Emily go on and on. I it's lowering my opinion of Emily in a serious way but Emily tells Paige slow down she hasn't even heard from the Stanford coach yet and Paige is just like they're going to want you seriously the voices in my head told me so Mm -hmm. maybe not as much as I do but that's a good thing
0: yeah and she kisses her and then says okay truth what would you change and Emily's like well uh I'd push the beds a little closer together if you know what I mean
2: scandalous
0: and Paige puts her arm around Emily, and this makes Emily wince in pain because and grab her right shoulder because that's mm. she's super sore there. Uh, and Paige's like, "What's wrong?" And Emily tries to play it off. And it's like, "Oh, I slept weird."
1: This is no, this is weird. She is like, it's like an O face of agony, and she's mm. just like, "I'm
2: nothing. Like digging I that. slept
1: weird." Yeah. yeah. Um, Emily says that she may not be able to swim tomorrow, and Paige's like, "What?" Em, you have to swim tomorrow. It's the biggest, and so Emily's just like, no, no, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. It's yeah, fine. It'll be
0: fine, just a little stiff. Show me those puffy drapes, lol.
1: And Paige is like, whoa, okay. Paige is like, goddamn oblivious. And So is Emily, though, because like, Paige well, wants Paige is, it too Paige much. Well, Paige is
0: like, she's giving her the eye, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But she kind of, she's just gonna not argue that, I think is her attitude here.
1: Well, just her, their relationship dynamics are akin to, like, a Picasso. I mean, they're just fucked up um but in spencer's bedroom we cut to
0: yeah she's pacing she's holding that rejection letter and then she hears somebody coming in so she kind of just slides that letter in between a book on her bookshelf and turns around and it's toby and um, hey why didn't you why didn't you come up and he's like oh i had to return a message
1: who do you have to
0: call toby Mm. anyway spencer's
1: horse by or spencer's horse spencer's sweater has a knit horse on it sorry Mm -hmm. Um, well, there,
0: you know, the animal imagery gets really strong this season. There's going to be a lot, some horses and a lot of birds. There's going to be some, some foul attitude. So here. Spencer yeah. kisses Toby, but he's being, like, bird. super squirrely. And he's yeah. like, are you ready to go? And Spencer's like, hey, because Spencer's a little emotional here, but trying to hide it, you know. Mm-hmm. And she, she's like, hey, well, let's just, like, like let's, I, I'm going to ditch school. Let's go get some breakfast yeah and toby's like oh i can't i've job the work on he's and
1: apparently giving her a ride to school yeah to gather
0: and spencer's like i thought this started on monday and he's like i have to be on site today but he like won't look her in the eye he's not well, convincing his, at all and then his, his phone rings and he like hides his phone his out of control nervous tics mm-hmm.
1: indicate that he's clearly lying
0: yeah and spencer says toby what's going on why don't you want to answer that phone call You yeah. know, hey what happened to never keeping secrets from each other ever again He's clearly out to something, but he insists he's not keeping secrets. He's like, let's go, Spencer. He's like, uh, he's kind of a dick.
1: Well, uh, thank God that she called him, because I couldn't handle another scene Mm. in this episode of, like, one character knowing they are being lied to and not saying anything Mm. about it.
0: Yeah, and then Spencer says, Mona was attacked last night. We followed her out to where she parked the RV. It's gone. And when Mona got back in her car, A, or someone tried to kill her. And he just stares at her and he spencer's looks, like why does this not seem like breaking news to you he looks nervous
1: and guilty as fuck because okay. like, i have
0: to go okay we can talk about this later and he walks out and spencer kind of like falls into the door and then says will we and they cut to commercial there
1: <laughs> which is i believe this is a fan favorite mode i could have swore i read a lot of people writing online about this at the time about yeah what a great way to go to commercial will we <laughs> um yeah but like Toby looks squirrely as fuck, and it's amazing to me in retrospect how he wasn't found out as Mona's accomplice, yeah, really, Wait before he actually was
0: honestly, I mean, Toby, you really should be on some very thin ice right now. I don't know where you get off, yes, yeah,
1: seriously, like she <sighs> whatever mm-hmm. um so Ezra's classroom we cut to, Ezra's wrapping it up. they're gonna go over the historical context of the story next Monday, so
0: Emily's gonna like, tackle the next last four chapters. Emily kind of looks at Hannah and then nods over to Mona, who's like holding her neck, looking pained. Yeah, we and, see
1: that Arya's watching Ezra like a goon again.
0: Well, because Ezra says, for those of you who are ahead and can't get enough of doomed romance, and then like cuts to Arya looking sulky. Yeah, and Ezra's yeah. like, uh, east of Eden for extra credit.
1: So, you know, Ezra goes behind his desk, liars get up, Arya looks over at Spencer, who's just kind of taking her time, and she says, you know, you coming? And, and Mona's like, oh, I'll meet you in the courtyard. Or, uh, I'll catch up. And then Mono announces, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, we'll meet you in the courtyard. And the other liars are just like, uh... Well, are you,
0: like, frowns at this, like, uh, what? I didn't realize we were hanging out with you. Or that you were now the leader. Uh, I guess we should have been saying
1: courtyard all this time, but we haven't.
0: Quad? I don't know. Uh, we, we like ours better. Can Spencer a school thinkers? have a courtyard? I mean, I guess it can. I, I, I feel, feel like, like courtyard like... implies, uh, like a collegiate experience, I guess.
1: Well, I've been in schools where they have what this this school has and everyone calls it a quad Mm -hmm. in real life but i could see a a school like rosewood being like oh yeah this is our courtyard
0: you wouldn't call it a courtyard unless you're at like like trinity or or you know oxford or something yeah really um so spencer stays behind as the others leave and she's kind of slowly packing up and ezra looks over and he's spencer's kind of still there and he's like hey you okay
1: um, real quick, just just because they have apparently moved on from a feral mm-hmm. to arms and just, or Very just abandoned it yeah. all together, because there's no way they even. Cut well, they're
0: it. eating like Steinbeck right now, right? Or... Well,
1: because there's a quote on the board which is, yeah. "How can you frighten a man whose hunger is not only his own cramped stomach but in the wretched bellies of his children? You can't scare him. He has known a fear beyond any other, which is from the grapes of wrath."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're in the grapes of wrath now. Which sympathies for you? uh so spencer's like she says no and she she gets up or i'm sorry she says yes she's okay and gets up but then she stops and turns around you can see she's very emotional Mm -hmm. uh great acting here she's and it's funny that she's telling this to fits of all people she says i i heard from you Penn this morning i didn't get in and ezra's like oh i'm sorry and then kind of like it sinks in he's like I'm sorry, you know, mm-hmm. are there any other schools? And Spencer says, not for my family, no. I'll be the first one not to go. And she's very teary, but like, not crying, but like, definitely on the verge of crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, she hasn't told her family. She hasn't told her friends. She doesn't know why she's telling Fitz. Uh, she'd appreciate it if he, and he's like, oh yeah, no, I won't say a word. And she's grateful for this. And he says, you know, I've actually been asked to help out with college essays. If You, you know, when you think you're ready to ready to think about other schools, I'm here to help. And he says it's very important to have a second choice, even if you had your heart set on something else. Which I feel like he's talking about Arya there. Uh, Ezra, you and Arya are, like, disgustingly made for mm-hmm. each other. But even though, like, I mean, I don't want to push this ship or anything, but Spencer and Ezra have pretty great chemistry here.
1: Spencer has great chemistry with everybody.
0: That's true, yeah. But she, uh, she's so vulnerable here.
1: You could put Spencer with, like, Harold the, like, retard janitor. She has chemistry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah but this is the, this is the beauty of trying Belisario is you know we've seen her handle like the worst things that could happen in any life you know mm-hmm. last
0: season. This is so minor, you know and and she but not to her this is her whole her man, whole life was leading up to her going to UPenn, just like, know, like Melissa She survived a
1: mental hospital and like manipulation and the death of her boyfriend, and yet she's still like so vulnerable when it comes to like her academic worth and her mm-hmm. parents' opinion of her.
0: Well, that, that's where she derives all her value from. Her identity, yeah. 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 And so Ezra's there to help. And, you know, it's important to have a second choice. And she nods and he says, you know, if I were you, I'd th- start applying to other schools right away. You know, you can email me your essay. We can work on it. And she's like, over the okay, weekend. Thanks. And yeah, he's
1: like, yo, girl, gonna get an essay, girl, gonna get an mm-hmm. essay and move some sentences around, yo.
0: And Spencer like, says, I says, Spencer, it's their loss. I, I really wanted him to be like, if I was in an admissions office, I would love to have you at my school. And for him to like, stop and think about it for a few seconds and be like, well, let me take that back. <laughs> you seem to cause trouble wherever you go. Yeah.
1: So we're in Hannah's kitchen. Hannah's on the phone with Emily. Uh, and Hannah wants Emily to go grill Paige about Shauna since like you know, Paige dated Shauna all summer. Emily wants to leave Paige out of it. We cut, cut back and forth into the two. We see mm-hmm. Emily in her room on the other end of this phone call, like, knocking shit over. Well, as she she's, looks for she, a eating
0: pad. She's trying to get something down from a shelf, but she has to, like, set her phone down and use her left hand because she can't use her right hand. And her left hand so fucking clumsy, she just, like, knocks shit all over the ground. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: We find out that her shoulder is possibly worse. She almost fainted when Paige hugged her, which, you know, mm, LOL. Hot. Um, Emily wants to keep Paige off of Ace's hit list again. Hannah asks if Emily will be okay because doesn't she have a big swim meet tomorrow? And Emily's just like, can we not use big and meet in the same sentence? With... Is that
0: like a sexual joke? or well, I,
1: I don't know, but how could we not point out that line? Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, when I, when I was writing it down, I was like, you know, I didn't consider that that way when I first heard it. But now that I'm writing it down. Oh yeah, yeah. Emily doesn't Ch-chop. want to talk about that big meat. Um, she Hannah, wants to talk about them puffy drapes.
1: Yeah, Hannah suggests a swimsuit with sleeves, and she mentions that she's a veteran of fat camps where she'd swim in a parka.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Are you going to be able to swim, Emily? And Emily's is she's like opening a medicine cabinet and looking at some looking pills. for the good shit. Oh yeah, and she's like, I don't have a choice. And meanwhile, Hannah finds a bag underneath the sink and pulls it out, and she's like, This is weird. It's like a laundry bag. And meanwhile, Emily's eyeing a bottle of pills, and she's like, no, it's not weird. I have to break records. Stanford once, and Hannah's like, no, uh, because she's opening up this laundry bag, and there's these dirty high heels inside, like high heels covered in mud. And she's like, my mom tried to clean her manolos with a toothbrush. They're silk. Like, why didn't she just take them to the cleaners? And Emily's like, well, maybe she's trying to save money, and I have to go. So Anna's saying they're covered in dirt, you know, she said she was holed up inside all week, how muddy does the hotel lobby get, but Emily's like, sorry, I gotta go, and she takes a few pills from the bottle, and then the doorbell rings, so she puts the pill bottle back, but then comes back, decides to get a few more pills, and then goes.
1: I'm gonna have to throw some gentle teasing at you, mm. uh, because I believe that these shoes were the ones that I kept hearing about, like, uh, on the fringes of, like, coverage of Sex in the City, I believe it's pronounced Manolo, Whatever. But I like that you pronounced it like Barry Manilow, like as she's wearing her Barry Manilow's. And I'm going to pronounce it like that from now on, too. I
0: find the whole culture around really expensive shoes incredibly bizarre.
1: I mean, I used to see people who were like, they were they were they would assure me that it was produced Adidas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you fuck yourself. No, um, well, you
0: thing- pronounced it Adidas.
1: I have jokingly. Uh, what do you Not think joking. the uh, pills are that Emily's taking? Like, what's the good shit for her?
0: Uh, I, I'm assuming that's some hydrocodone, some like Norco, basically. Then mixed with, I mean, it's it's Norco or it's Vicodin or something like that. You know, I think it's So
1: later on tonight, like Emily will be at the end of a runway. Like
0: we have to go back, mm-hmm. Anna. Well, Jack uh, was on uh, Oxycontin.
1: That's true. You're right. Yeah. Um. So then we cut to some kind of karate dojo, and I wonder could this <laughs> be Malcolm's dojo?
0: Some bro comes. I, up it's a Ryo. different dojo. I think there's more than one dojo in Rosewood.
1: Our Rosewood is, like, a, it's at least a two-dojo town. Maybe even a three-dojo town. Do you think, town. like,
0: all the guys in Rosewood who aren't into teenage girls are, like, those, like, what do they call those guys? Like, weeaboos or something? Like, the the dudes who are Gay? obsessed with, uh, like, Japanese anime.
1: Oh, Mori. I don't know. Uh, so some bro comes up to Aria. She asks him if holding straps... Well, because
0: Aria has wandered into this place like she owns it. Yeah, and uh, this bro who you may have seen from, like, the Step Up movie trailers, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. like, can I help you? And she, like, turns around and, like, appraises him, and then she's like, this Holden Strauss teach here, mm-hmm. and he says, he's not here on Fridays, he used the word teach, and Ari's like, well, I don't know, he, you know I know he just likes to come here and fight and stuff, and <laughs> Step Up bro says, he does, last time I checked, I was still the teacher, and Ari raises her eyebrows, like, oh, excuse me, king shit of the dojo.
1: Yeah, yeah. She apologizes if she's being rude. And Karate Bro is like, well, you're not. Holden is. Which, bitchy, bitchy dude. Mm-hmm. Point of fact, anytime you have to use the phrase, the last time I checked, uh-huh. go fuck yourself. So the bitch bitchy Karate Kid here from Step Up 6 or whatever his introduces name is jake, himself as jake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she's just like uh hi jake do you teach privately <laughs> and he's like well when would you like to start and she's like today or tomorrow just soon and
0: jake is just like oh yeah <laughs>
1: which i'm thinking walk away karate kid this chick looks way
0: too intense he's like i know karate i can handle it yeah
1: also she's yeah. three and a half feet tall mm. yeah he says it sounds urgent he asks you are you thinking about joining up with a gang and she's like, no, just a bunch of school stuff coming up next month, which next month could literally be any time of the year mm. in the show.
0: Well, I'm sure this guy's thinking, as, as a karate instructor, they really want to sell you on a, uh, a monthly subscription. Mm-hmm. They're not really into just doing a couple sessions and then you leave. They want to get you on a come in every month so they can keep pumping you for money.
1: Pumping you, yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, so he says, you know, I'll see you tomorrow 11. And she's like, perfect, I'll be here. And she storms off. And he turns back to her like, uh, "Can you give me your name, or do you just go by Holden's friend?"
0: <laughs> Arya's already gone.
1: Yeah, she's already gone. Arya, the mysterious girl, with the lyrical <laughs> name. Um, so we cut to Hannah's bedroom where Hannah's like sitting on her bed reading like that again, that first edition or whatever of *The Grapes of Wrath*. Mm-hmm. I love that they they don't have like the same rinky dinky paperbacks that every school issues. Uh-huh. These kids are reading like these like ancient fucking tomes. Well, like,
0: man, you want to make sure kids hate reading? Have them read *The Grapes of Wrath*.
1: But it's like monks and like the, in the name of the rose like etched by mm. hand, these copies of these books. So Ashley comes in to get Hannah's laundry, and she figured Hannah was just so quiet in here. Um, so Hannah's you know, working on finishing this book by Monday, and Ashley asks, how's that going? And Hannah's like, how do you think it's going? The last book I finished was The Very Hungry Caterpillar, which is a classic by Eric Carl, but uh, name-dropping that makes Hannah sound like a tard. And I think she's
0: than Yeah, that. Ashley's gathering at the laundry. She says, oh, I won't disturb you. And Hannah asks if she left her Manolos in a bag under the sink. And right. this makes Ashley tense up as she's like facing away from Hannah. And she's like, what about them? And Hannah says, nothing. How'd they get so trash? Did you go through on a hike through Central Park? And Ashley's like, why are you worrying about my clothes when you can't find the strength to hang up your own? Chill down, Ashley. Yeah. Hannah says, I'm just curious. I, I, I know that you love those shoes. And Ashley's like, they're just shoes, Hannah. Finish your book. And get some sleep.
1: So, Ashley heads out. This Basically, there's a soap opera thing. We've talked about it fleetingly before. And they always assign us to Ashley Benson, where it's like, for whenever a character drops something like that line and then storms out of the room, mm-hmm. it's like the camera is physically unable of not going to Hannah for her reaction to this.
0: Yeah, her always kind of pouty reaction.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... It's amazing. It's very soap operated, though. I don't think you get this per capita with the other three liars as much.
0: You mm-hmm. know? So then we cut to Hannah. Let's talk about what Hannah's wearing here. She's she's outside of Spencer's walled compound, like trying to call Spencer. She's got, like, dark gray, silvery, like, uh, super, super tight pants on. Mm hmm. A, uh, like, a white blouse with some Rhinestones on it, and then, uh, what what color would you say that is like peach like orange peach salmon
1: that's a good color all i can tell you is that in my notes i wrote hannah is dressed like slutty michael jackson circa thriller
0: yeah it's a it's like a salmon jacket with some some weird like epaulets or like something on one of the sides i don't know it's a good look salmon's a good color for her Mm -hmm. i think it was in that season uh, so she can't get a hold of Spencer. She's leaving her a message saying, you know, I need to talk. Why don't you call me back? You know, where are you on a Saturday morning? She hangs up, and then Mrs. De Laurentiis calls her over. She's out in the front lawn of her house doing some gardening. Yeah. So Anna comes over, says hello, with some well. trepidation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. So she makes some small talk with Mrs. D there about how you've done quite a bit of work on the gardening lately. Mrs. D says. All the work I did yesterday was undone by an angry raccoon or whatever is living under the porch. First mm-hmm. thing, that's a very interesting expression there. Actually, I feel like we'll come back. Whatever is living under the porch. Second well, thing.
0: Yeah, second thing, we cut to POV from under the porch.
1: I think that's actually higher up.
0: Is it? Okay. Well, anyway, POV third, of somebody thing, watching them from inside.
1: Yeah. Third thing. Is that raccoon voiced by Bradley Cooper?
0: Mr Mrs. D then
1: asked Hannah's opinion on some very aesthetic gardening questions. So we get that, that POV from somebody inside the house watching Hannah and mm-hmm. Mrs. D. Outside, Hannah is not listening to Jessica De Lamentis at all. She's doing a lot of like looking around at how like suspicious well, she's, and creepy this is. She's looking
0: up at Allison's window the whole time and and Jessica's asking her, like if I put these plants over there, will it make the gray shingles look too stodgy? And Hannah is like, I don't really have an opinion on that. And Jessica's like, Really? God knows Allison would. She gives her a hell of a look. Yeah, and we
1: hear a strange voice say, Miss me?
0: Yeah. Yeah, as uh, Jessica's trying to continue to plan out her gardening, we hear this weird voice, and Hannah's like, What was that? And Jessica says, That was a gift from my late mother-in-law. Come, meet Tippy. Which is
1: again so many great
0: Hitchcock references. Oh yeah. Up in this moment, she leads her up to the
1: porch of the House of Usher. There, it's a bird in a cage, which I'm just going to go ahead and say is also voiced by Bradley Cooper. Missus D says that one should be careful what they say around this bird. It may
0: come back to haunt you. Yeah, Tippy Hedron, the bird here. Hmm. Um, it's like a it's like a big cockatoo in a bird cage, big bird yeah. cage. <laughs> say that again, but slowly yeah and Hannah's um, like kind of just like peering at the bird like staring at it and the birds just it's being a bird uh bird asks if uh if she wants a sweet potato and Mrs. dealer and is like no tippy we don't and bird says miss me mm-hmm. and Hannah says god she sounds just like Allie and Jessica says when when Allie went to Georgia she spent more time with that bird than she did her grandmother they shared a room and then, what did she say? She says, don't worry, sweetie. I don't think she, uh, that Allie taught her hefty Hannah.
1: Mrs. D is an amazing bitch. Yeah. So she walks away, and Hannah, like, stares into the cage as if she's going to commune with this feathered beast. Her so and the bird
0: her... are, like, vibing on each other. Yeah, yeah
1: she gets, like, another we get like another visual meditation on how, you know, simulacrums of the past have to be forced well, that's, down in
0: tiny prisons. That's the fascinating thing about birds is they do possess some level of intelligence, at least more than a normal animal. Mm-hmm. And so, Hannah and this bird can really, you know, communicate.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to propose a uh, uh, like a cop show spinoff of Hannah and this bird by the mm-hmm. end of the episode. We got to Ezra's classroom. It's a Saturday. Ezra's, you know, just chilling in his t-shirt and jeans, his off-duty bro clothes.
0: Does Ezra seem a little more, like, jacked than usual? Yeah, well, because
1: he's, like, honestly, he's met his...
0: He's got, character. like, the, uh, the t-shirt on that has, like, the sleeves are fairly short and pretty tight. Kind of like accentuate his biceps. Mm-hmm. And he's doing a lot of like crossing his arms, like showing the guns off.
1: Uh, you know, folks we make a lot of jokes, but this really is at its heart a very serious podcast. And what mm-hmm. you've got here is the Lennon and McCartney of college essays. <laughs> uh, so Spencer's on the nose college essay question was explain one situation in which you were right, Discuss in which one you situation. had been. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: this like, I could name 10. And as Ezra, he's, he's read this essay, he's kind of walking with it, and he says, Yeah, well, your high school experience hasn't been exactly typical. And Spencer's like, you hate it. And Ezra's like, no, no, I thought it was very well written. I thought it was very moving. I just question whether this is something you want to share with the admissions committee. (laughs) And Spencer's like, why? And Ezra says, I think colleges now more than ever are concerned about emotional stability. And choosing what to reveal and what to keep under wraps. And Spencer's like, well, what should I keep under wraps? A friend of mine was murdered. I was bullied. I did have a mental breakdown. And as there's like, nobody's asking for full disclosure. I think submitting this as is would be a huge mistake.
1: Which reinforces one of the, the overarching themes of this town. Maintain the facade.
0: Yeah, you know, I can remember having a similar conversation with one of my English teachers once in high school. where there You're was your, a, your trip to the mental hospital? No, they're similar in, in terms of like what to put in an essay because there is an essay test to get into the honors English class that year mm-hmm. where it was like write about the American dream. Ooh. And I wrote an essay just talking about how it was bullshit. And the teacher's like, look, like it's not really what we were looking for. And I was like, what, should I just write about the Great Gatsby? And they're like, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's that's kind of all we wanted you to do is write about the Great Gatsby. Like, you don't you don't need to like. Like, these these questions for an essay, it's really just a demonstration of, like, can you make a halfway compelling argument? You don't really need to put yourself out there.
1: You have to sell the lie back to us. So, basically, your essay was two sentences long. America's not a country, it's a business. Now fucking pay me.
0: Should have been, yeah. (laughs) And as you're saying, look, Spencer, if you throw all this out there, your many attractive qualities, like your legs, might be (laughs) overshadowed. Honesty may not be the best policy. I'm saying that as your teacher.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's pissed because it sounds like he wants her to pretend to be somebody she's not, and he says no, but that she's more than this. And she says that she wouldn't be if it weren't for these things. She says, "Why can't I take a risk and be real?" And I don't know. Have a little faith that somebody who reads this will be impressed. I left Radley that I'm not just here making crass out of uncooked mar- macaroni, and I wrote, "Few silly Jerry."
0: Yeah. And she says, "When has being dishonest ever helped me, or you, or anyone?"
1: The funniest thing about this scene is, I feel like the last time these two characters were alone was when she blurted out to Ezra that actually had a son.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: hey, buddy! Enjoying a nice day in the park?
0: Yeah, and Spencer, she's teary-eyed but not crying. This is this is a big thing for her. Like, Radley, like, you know, her getting out of that meant something to her. And Ezra's trying to be like, I get that, but, like, don't put that in your essay. Right. <laughs> you know, that that's not what they want in an essay.
1: Well, and Spencer... You know, like when you when you go back to the start of this show, like back in season one, I think a lot of people didn't really know Spencer's character. It wasn't toward the mm-hmm. end of season one where she really became the leader of this group. She started to like emerge from her egg, you know, and like yeah. stop being what whatever perfect Hastings daughter she was supposed to be. And yeah, I think rally kind of peeled away more of who she really is to her, even though she still feels personally bound by familial expectations. Yeah. anyway meanwhile in the dojo of lust and lies Arya and jake are like tussling and sparring having their
0: private lesson
1: let's just get this out of the way now this is basically the training montage from the matrix
0: sure Arya does a thing where she she does like a sidekick at him but then Mm -hmm. she starts to follow her he has to he has to grab her like bodily and like help her back up
1: this is a karate dojo but they're basically like dressed like they're in a scene from step up like any minute now, yeah. some shitty pop song will start blaring on the soundtrack and the compulsion of the dance will take over. I
0: definitely like Arya's look of like tank tot, sports bra, like capri pants. Like, or I feel like, like she those looks like yoga pants, really.
1: She looks even younger. And like
0: high tops for some reason.
1: I yeah, know. high tops, which look funny on her. So they decide to take a break from what Yeah, she looks doing. super young. And he wants to review their positions, go over the basic blocks, and she's just like, but we'll get back to the kicking, right? I really like the kicking. Mm-hmm. Kicking and, people with the curb.
0: And our right, Jake says, Arya. Do is about defense not offense is
1: that what he's saying i, yeah. I couldn't make it out and i was yeah because like, it's pre- i'm pretty sure it's
0: it's holden's uh you know his tongs yeah, it's tongsido and is like no i understand but what if somebody attacks me from behind and he's no, like wait. is this is this a real concern is somebody threatening you
1: this is holden's like uh bullshit martial arts shouldn't they be like in a fight club in philadelphia somewhere uh, that's
0: just where he does competitions okay and Ari like no not right now look i'm small people look at me as an easy target it's a Right. He kind of raises an eyebrow and she gets in her fighting stands and she's like are my feet far enough apart and he's like they're perfect and then he does that thing where he has to like thing. get behind her and like press his body up against hers and kind of adjust her arms and you know
1: it's funny is that i don't know about you but so this this particular moment in my notes takes up two lines where it normally would take up one the first line is just and then he does that thing
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, and then Arya seems to get a little shy as he's doing this, and he says, hey, you know, if this relationship doesn't work, unless there's a level of trust between us, do you trust me? And Arya's like, I don't really know you. That's good, fair. Good job, Arya. That's fair, yeah. And Jake's like, true, but the best way you can find out if you can trust somebody is to trust them. I'm not sure about that.
1: Yeah, I. she shrugs. She's like, sometimes. She he looks like at her he- like
0: she's a little bit insane.
1: And she is, but like not the kind of insane
0: the way he should be looking. anyway. Yeah. Hey, she's she like
1: the way he's looking at her. She walks away. She's to like, look, off. I'm
0: not a scary ball of paranoia, okay? I've it's just scary. got a lot going on. I just recently broke up with my boyfriend. And Jake's like, Is that who you're afraid of? And Harry's like, No. Seriously, she's no. no. Serious. <laughs> 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 Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, no way.
1: That's that little tiny dandy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, she says that she's not afraid, but she doesn't know, you know, how she feels. And he offers, like, well, angry powerless he tells her that we can't defend ourselves until we feel safe in our in our own skin do you feel safe in your own skin and she gives him this like dirty look first and then she kind of shakes her head no and he takes her by like her hand like leads her back into practice and he's just like well you will yeah. thanks sensei no. thanks <laughs> like little like fucking like like step up yoda here um so we cut to the dealer on his poach or porch porch uh Mrs. D clarifies the police didn't find. Well, them. so Hannah,
0: Hannah says Mrs. De Laurentis, when the police found Allie's, and Jessica says the police didn't find her. It was workers tearing down the gazebo. Gazebo. Yeah, Hannah's like right, but when the police were called, did you see? And Jessica's like see what? What was left of her? And Hannah like just doesn't answer that. And Jessica says the yellow blouse was enough. And then, flashback.
1: Well, I'll say real quick, it would make sense that Mrs. D hates Hannah. Because remember, Hannah's the one who told Mrs. D that Allison was alive just a few days before her body was actually found. Yeah, and
0: also, Hannah looks the most like Allison and kind of, like, was the understudy for Allison.
1: Right, and can I just say, Hannah gave her hope!
0: She gave her hope! <laughs> that, that's our Mr. DeLaurentis impression. Which we
1: will never stop doing. Oh, no. so we have flashback. Allison and Mrs. D are eating lunch somewhere outside, somewhere like Main Street Road. Street. Street
0: cafe, yeah.
1: Yeah, looking at menus, Allison mentions uh, something about Mrs. D starting off with Bloody Mary.
0: Oh, yeah, Allison's like, I'll have what you're having except for the Bloody Mary. Jessica says, I'm not ordering a cocktail. And Alice's like, go for it. I won't tell Dad. And they both kind of, like, stare at each other, and Allison and smiles, a little smirk, and Mrs. D's like, well, maybe a small glass.
1: It's like right off the bat, you know that Allison has some kind of weird power over her own mother.
0: Well, like a a level of uh, discourse between them that's probably a little old for Allie's age. Yeah. And Jessica says, Allie, you've got to take my word on this. That top was way too revealing. And Allie says, I'm happy with the yellow one. Yellow one.
1: Because you asked for it, folks. This is the origin of Allison's yellow tank top.
0: Part of it. No spoilers, but we get more later. Right. Um, So Allie asks if it would be okay if she stayed down, stayed down the shore till Tuesday. And this is Dee's like, by yourself? No. And Allie says, I won't be alone. When you and Daddy leave, Ari and Spencer will take the train down. And Hannah wants to come too. And Jessica's like, so you already invited them. And Allie's like, sort of. Look, we need a major sleepover. <laughs> I like that.
1: Change yeah, problems.
0: Yeah, and Jessica's like, and why can't that happen here? And Allie says, because it would suck. Ari and Emily would find some excuse to leave and Spencer would sneak out in the middle of the night. Hmm. And Hannah's creeped out by Jason. He stares at her chest. <laughs> of that line yeah well um, i like Mrs. D. like doesn't really address that like at least, like hey mom my friends are creeped out by our way older brother like staring at their tits yeah
1: e- even hannah's yeah <laughs> um who they who they like downgrade her sexuality as much as they possibly can
0: well i mean let's be honest here when, when it comes to uh when it comes to the tna hannah's swinging the biggest heat there
1: oh right now yeah mm-hmm. definitely followed by emily actually
0: so, uh, yeah, he stares at her chest. And how does uh, Jessica respond to that? She's, She's like, like, sorry, uh, just not big on leaving five teenagers and, and a Cape Mate beach rental. And Allison's like, please, we need this. Our group's falling apart and summer's almost over. And Jessica says, Allison, take no for an answer
1: then Allison very coldly is just like, please.
0: Like glaring hate. Like, please. Yeah,
1: Mrs. D says, I think we should share the Greek salad. It's big enough for two. So then Allison starts doing something. Well, Mrs. she, Mrs. Allison, over. like,
0: calls upon the force here. Yeah. And starts, like, harnessing it.
1: Well, she, they basically, they're going to shoot her. So she's going to hold her breath, basically. That's her thing. But they, they're filming Sasha Pieter here the same way that if the story called for her to, like, concentrate and use her mental powers mm-hmm. to make somebody explode.
0: Um this scene this scene's awesome by the way. Yeah, so Mrs. D,
1: this. she finally looks over. She sees what Allison's doing. You know, Allison's holding her breath. She says, "Don't do this here, Allison." Allison keeps doing it.
0: Mrs. D says, yeah, you like, know, "Allison, I, don't.
1: I will get up and leave <laughs> you at this table." And yeah. and she's like, "I mean it. I will let you land face first on the sidewalk." And I have to say, I really do like Andrea Parker as Mrs. DeLaRentas. Mm-hmm. She hits all of the right notes depending on whatever scene yeah. she's in, especially this one. Oh, and
0: Allison just keeps staring at her like this like hate, but also, like, determination in her eyes, like, challenge me, motherfucker. And well, then the
1: line reading you know, the ne- of these next very simple lines. I mean, there's only, like,
0: pff, Jesus, like, well, five words here. But she's like, like, breathe. like, Allison, breathe. I said I breathe.
1: Said, well, she's like, I said breathe. Breathe!
0: And she knocks over her glass, and Allie, like, pulls back, but she's still holding her breath. Like, and it's like, she has this look on her face, like, I'm gonna win, bitch. And so yeah. Jessica's like, okay, fine, one night. And Allison just, like coolly exhales and then smiles
1: like it ain't no thing
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like like she doesn't even need air she's like found another means of getting i don't know sustenance yeah
0: allison's like by the way i can use my dark force powers to uh go without oxygen if i need to yeah keep that in mind
1: back on i love that you have that scene with that vulnerability of jessica and then you can go back to this weird (laughs) like mystifying like her reaction of hannah is so like multifaceted well just
0: the close-ups on Allie's eyes in that scene like oh yeah yeah fascinating
1: it's it's amazing um so back on the anarchist porch in the here and now mrs d's like she perfected that stunt when she's five years old (laughs) just to torture me which is so seriously fucked up allison i mean i like her i love her (laughs) she might also be the antichrist which i like Mm. um so hannah says that you know Allie never invited us to Kate may that summer and mrs d is just like i'm not surprised All the beer bottles I found later made me wonder if she was running with an older crowd. Probably
0: Mm -hmm. a boy. And Mm -hmm. then Tippy, the bird, begins to whistle a tone, which I will attempt my best to duplicate. It's something like. uh, Something like that. Well, Uh, a few more times. So, uh, anyway, Jessica's like, Do you know anybody who wants a bird? I've had enough voices in my head. Oh, such a great line.
1: So she gets up and walks away, leaving Hannah to literally emote at the bird. And <laughs> I, I, I read down my notes. It's like the style guide for the directors of the show basically says, Hey, at the end of every like two-hander Hannah scene, Someone will say something like generically, "Well, I don't know who shot them. All I know is the last thing I saw was like Melissa Hastings standing mm-hmm. over the dead body, holding a smoking gun." And that person will leave, and then we just want you to cut over to Hannah and let her like visually chew that over for a few moments of her face. Yeah.
0: So um, then we cut to the uh, sex dojo here. The lustful dojo. Jake is teaching Arya how to like break a hold from someone behind her by like kind of crossing her arms and pulling them up. Uh, there's a lot of touching going on. A lot of, of tension. Bell rings or time's up, but he's like, that's okay. Keep trying. Yeah. So they, they run through this routine again. She raises her arms and spins and moves in to shove him. And he's like, you got it. How do you feel? In control? Which... And Arya, Arya nods. And then I, I love this. She just leans in and kisses him. Mm-hmm. And then immediately pulls away and apologizes. And she's like, I had no idea why I did that. And he's like, it's fine. I don't think that's what you came here for. And Arya's like, no, I didn't. I didn't. I'll see you Tuesday. And like runs out.
1: Uh, so, in case you hadn't picked it up on the previous three seasons, obviously Arya Montgomery is sexually aroused by power.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I'm sure that there was something that Ezra would say to her occasionally on one of their like nights in, where she realized that she had all the power, and then she would bend him over the table and take him. Um, so outside the dojo, Arya like power walks to her car quite adorably. <laughs> she gets into the car and she actually starts like banging the steering wheel and be like, I "Stupid." Love it. Stupid.
0: Yeah, banging on the steering wheel like, oh my god, I'm so stupid. She's she's pretty adorable. Like even her like leaning in to kiss like that. Like it's nice to see her get to be a teenager instead of just like hanging out with Fitz the whole time.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, where where he just by the age difference alone makes her look like more of a child. Mm -hmm. The only person who could maybe have done this scene better than Lucy Hale is you know R.I.P. Philip Seymour Hoffman back in Boogie Nights. The fucking idiot. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So That's the, Main Street Rosewood. Arya, she's like driving home. She's stuck in traffic. They're doing all this like road work out in front of City Hall. Some
1: jackhammering.
0: Yeah, and so she's kind of just looking around. Then she spots Mona over on the steps of the uh, RPD there talking to a cop. And so she drives over and rolls down the window and tells Mona like, "Hurry, we're late. Like, get in." And Mona just glares at her.
1: She and, gives her the deadest of looks. Yeah.
0: There's a really funny uh, pre Little Hours annotation on this where the cop is like cock cockblocked much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But Arya's just like, come on, Mona. So Mona then very politely says thank you to the police officer. She gets in the car. Mona gives Arya such an evil stare. What I love about well, it is...
0: Arya's calling Mona like a dog. She's like, let's go, Mona. Get in. Yeah.
1: But it, it's an evil how dare you stare. But also uh, an okay let's go gesture mm-hmm. at the same exact time. Mona's
0: just like, okay, bitch, you're running the show. Arya is
1: drunk on her own power. Mm-hmm. And driving, which is never safe.
0: Aria, by the way, in case you're wondering, drives a kind of like a dark blue Nissan.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, parked in the suburbs somewhere. uh, Suburbs. Suburbs. Somewhere. Mm -hmm. This looks like Emily's street, but I'm not positive. Aria and Mona are parked. Mona. Mona, And that's all
0: my slash fiction begins.
1: Mona's like, he was a decoy Aria. I was tuned into the cops behind him, which is brilliant.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, Mona's not a fucking idiot. Obviously, she's doing that. She's out to something. And Ari's like, you can't be chatting with any cops in broad daylight, Mona. If I can see you, so can A. So Mm. much to unpack right there. Yeah. You're going to have to pay for this.
1: Yes. Mona's like, stop talking to me like I'm a bucket of rocks. I'm scoping this out for all of us. And Mona's like, what you should be asking is what I heard before you screeched up like chicken friggin' little. Which, OMG, I would (laughs) love to hear the version of the show where these girls drop like F-bombs and call each other nuts. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, this is like an HBO show.
1: Yeah, R refuses uh, to answer. Simona says, those dudes behind him were special investigators. They taped off the south shore of, the, of Torch Lake. Torch Lake Torch as a crime Lake. scene. Mm-hmm. They found Wilden's footprints.
0: How did they find Wilden's footprints? Yeah, really. I guess they Let's matched the shoes. Let's just ponder that. How did they know some random hiker out at Torch Lake and it's like, hey, those look like cops' footprints. Those I
1: mean, look like the kind of cheap loafers that uh, the worst detective in the world would ever mm-hmm. wear. Um, so yeah, she says they think he was there the night he was whacked. He wasn't alone. The other shoe prints were they found were a woman's heels, high ones, the kind Allison liked to wear. I mean, the
0: only thing I can figure is that they found like blood there, you know yeah, I guess.
1: So it finally sinks in into Aria. They both kind of stare forward in shock. and then in my my dreams, Ona kind of Mona kind of I said Ona, Mona hmm. kind of turns over to Ari and she's just like, "Oh, by the way, you stink.
0: You smell like hot sex." And she reaches her hand over, yeah. Uh so back to Spencer's kitchen. Spencer is tearing up her essay and Toby asks why, and Spencer says, Because according to people in the know, it's too honest lol what that person doesn't realize is that if i don't offer it up a is going to serve it up on a silver platter i
1: I love that expression serving things up on a silver platter i think Mm. silver gets such a bad rap in fiction Mm. things are served up on silver platters people can be silver tongued devils judas and his 30 pieces of silver werewolves are only killed by silver that's always fascinating
0: me um it's like the page of precious metals exactly <laughs>
1: Page shit show, McCullers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toby leans back into this island in the kitchen there, and he's like, looking breathing extremely ears. guilty and
0: twitchy. Yeah. It's like he's
1: like gathering up his strength to be vulnerable. Keegan Allen, I swear to God, come on the show and explain your process to you. We're, we're fascinated. Um, so Spencer's just like, why are you here, Toby? I don't want to play any more of your games.
0: And Toby says, I moved the RV. They asked for it in exchange for something I wanted. Spencer says, What? What did you want? Did you think that making more deals with the devil is going to protect us? How did you even know where Mona parked it? And Toby says, I didn't. That was already on A's radar. All I did was, and Spencer says, No, all you did was give up the one thing that actually could have helped us figure out and Toby's like, I know. And then he pulls some papers out of his bag and throws them down on the counter next to like her. A like a complete child. ass. Like yeah.
1: Hedgeland Child.
0: Like this justifies it. And Spencer's like, What is this? And he says, A transcript from my mother's doctor at Rally. It was written on the night and Spencer's like, What night? And he says, The night she killed herself. Spencer's face is like um, thanks for thinking completely about yourself toby yeah go take a poop dick um so because she just room, fucking dumped his ass right here
1: that's every other episode mm-hmm. the girl's locker room emily like nonchalantly strolls in the locker room she yeah, she
0: looks like she's up to something
1: yeah she pulls some pills out of her locker takes mm-hmm. them with some water it looks like somebody's watching her from one of the lockers like our POV shot break
0: that in half I don't know. You got to take the whole thing, Emily.
1: Shauna like emerges on the other side of that that row of lockers in the shadow. Like right right
0: after she's taken some, yeah.
1: Yeah, and she's just like, "I brought the wrong cap." And Emily's just like, "What are you doing back here?" And Shauna's like, "You would happen to have a spare, would you?" I won't tell anybody if you gave it to the rival team. And she comes closer. She looks at Emily's shoulder, which is for the first time we see it, and it looks gross. And she says, "That looks painful."
0: Yeah, it's very red. I f- Charlotte needs to be like more villainous. It seems like, like she should go around like sneering and just kind of like, she needs to chew the scenery, and she doesn't. I feel well, like I that's what's wrong that, with her character.
1: I think that this should have started off with being her being like slightly seductive. You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. if, they, if they actually introduced that element.
0: Well, because she, she doesn't come off as, like, really, like, seductive. I mean, she's good looking, but she doesn't she doesn't project it that way. But, and mean, that, yeah, but she doesn't, like, chew the scenery either. It's like, I just can't get a read on, like, what she's supposed to be doing this whole time.
1: Well, except for that one episode where it had to be called out in dialogue by Arya of mm-hmm. old people. Like, you don't even know that that's supposed to be an element where maybe Emily is tempted by Shauna and her friendship with Missy Franklin. Yeah. Arya's like, shut that down. Um, Aria's always
0: telling everyone else to shut it down. Yeah. And then she's going off making out with karate dudes.
1: Yeah. So Shauna's like, Why does your friend Hannah think that I was buddies with that dead cop? And Emily's like, I don't like to talk before the race. And Shauna's like, Oh, I hear you. I tried to say hey to Paige, but she's already in the zone. <laughs> and Shauna's like, You think that she'd chill now that she's got that scholarship? Um, so Emily wants to know how she knows about that. And Shauna's like, Please. Nobody keeps that a secret. I also heard from
0: our coach
1: that there's one spot open in Stanford's team. How
0: would your coach know that? Seriously. I'm guessing you have your
1: eye on that prize.
0: I feel like it'd be highly unlikely for Stanford to take two people from the same school so on scholarships. Just,
1: this is Shauna's thing, though. She just wants to like fuck with Emily's head before the race. So I Emily, guess. Yeah. Emily, Emily just my, puts in
0: headphones, yeah. Which is
1: my favorite Emily move <laughs> of all time. She, Shauna then pulls one of those earbuds out, and she's just like, I do, too. Maybe the best girl will win. And she takes off yeah
0: man. emily just glares at her and then takes out another pill and uh swallows it close her locker
1: well she takes her her other earbud off we find out that she has really shitty tasty music this is not like the kind of music i would listen to get me pumped up before an event so is all what this is it shit? like pink or something i don't even know pink was like playing in one of the other scenes this is mm-hmm. just like like bad bad like little fair generic music but so is this shit with Shauna, like, is she just trying to fuck a family for the race? Is she trying to get Paige back? Because it's gross. Like, let her I, have Paige.
0: I feel like it's Shauna's more going for Emily than Paige. But, like, like Shauna, like, it's like she's trying a technique of, like, I'm going to be your enemy until we just start making out. Well, the like, problem. I feel like that, that's what she's going for, but it's not landing at all. The
1: problem with that move is that you need the other character mm-hmm. who steps up to Emily and says... That new girl, Shauna, I heard she's sketchy.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Um, so Emily like slams her locker shut. She heads out. We then get like a, the start of a Spencer voiceover, which us mm-hmm. in the next scene, where she says, she's put her focus on the future. Much of our sessions were devoted to the feelings of hope, wanting to spend the holidays with family, making up for lost time with her son, thanking him for being so patient.
0: Yeah. And this is Spencer. She's reading this doctor's transcript that the doctor's written about Toby's dead mom toby's just fucking crying jesus christ toby Is this the first time he's here
1: he's he's like read this or heard this did he not like read it i mean
0: yeah maybe he like saved it for spencer to read her this is from radley sanitarium by the way
1: i know that we have plenty of evidence the contrary but i wrote down in my notes is it possible toby can't read do we have evidence the contrary i guess he's sitting there reading catcher in the rye you know at well, the, he's holding uh, it
0: up book. i mean maybe just like you yeah, know we don't, we
1: don't know that he's reading let he, alone comprehend maybe he just
0: listens to podcasts like ours and he knows that like that's what the uh, the outcast kids in high school are supposed to read you hear that Kigal? even though i do feel like uh, catch the Rye right is a really excellent book and yeah it's associated with like moody teenagers and it's like the cynical thing to be like oh no screw that book you know like holden's just an asshole but like you're an asshole read the book it's a great well,
1: book. Catching the Rye, And you know, I would I'd be open to hearing other people's opinions on this. To me, that is the book that gets assigned in school that most holds up though.
0: I was there not were, assigned it in school.
1: I, I was assigned it in my school, uh, one of my schools I went to, but there's been plenty of uh, books that I was assigned in school where I'm like this is the phoniest most bullshittiest of the bullshit mm-hmm. books. You know, And I, I just could not care less. I was just getting through it to get it over with. But Catching the Rye, though, you know, I was assigned it at one school, at the other school I wish. I had been assigned. Oh,
0: Catching the Ride was the first book I read, and like I did it for like a book report, where I was just like, "Holy shit, you can write this in a book!" Like it was totally different from anything else I'd ever read.
1: Other people are phony. Mm-hmm. Never, never start missing anybody,
0: or never tell anyone the truth. Whatever. Don't ever tell anybody anything. You start missing everybody. You know who wants flowers when they're dead? Nobody. That's who. Yeah. So, uh, especially not Toby here. He's just crying and weeping, and Spencer's like, Are you sure you want me to? And so he's like nodding, crying. Yes. So she continues and says, When asked what prompted the turnaround, Miss Kavanaugh was quite clear. She'd already missed out on too much and was no longer concerned with being judged. It was time to return some of the love that had sustained her, especially from her son. Like ah oh, it's like the second time her son has been mentioned and it. it's like just to hammer it in. Keegan is t- really chewing those tears, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he says, does that sound like someone who stole a key later that day and jumped out a window? And Spencer's like, Toby. And he's like, does it? Does that sound like someone who didn't even care enough to say goodbye? Does it? Mm. And Spencer says, Toby, it doesn't. It doesn't. But your mom might have said this to her doctor so that he wouldn't know her plan. And Spencer's Toby's like,
1: like, no. <laughs> She's like, trust me. I've been in the big house. Yeah. Sometimes when you're in the monkey house, you gotta just lie to your doctor. Well, Spencer's and like, do it.
0: speaking as somebody who's been in an institution. Let me tell you how it
1: works. I'm basically your mom. Let's bang.
0: Yeah, and she says, Toby, some people, they find an inner peace once they decide. And he's like, we never saw this. Her doctor never shared that. This place is covering something up. And I need to know more. And Spencer says, you're gonna trust information that A supplies? Come on, what was A ultimately, you know, what does A ultimately want from you?
1: Well, I would say like this reminded me in a way of that that scene where Caleb confronts his dad, which you know for the most part was a good scene. And I think somewhere in halfway through it, Tyler Blackburn like found the ceiling on his Mm -hmm. abilities and kept going even though like it was it was getting bad.
0: Well, I I think you could also say the ceiling on the dialogue as well. mm -hmm. Like that was some seriously maudlin dialogue.
1: Yeah, but I think I think Heegan Allen like he can make this work. You know, he's not just being a stone faced goon. He's not, like, doing that, like, weird violence, like, thrust towards the nerds at the church party. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's being vulnerable, and it actually works. It makes you sympathetic to a guy who has a face that looks like that, all mm-hmm. those weird angles. Um Also, it's interesting that the writer's will put us through Toby working if A again, but like show it from another side from his perspective, yeah. with more tears and less black hoodies. Mm-hmm. So just then, Arya shows up, knocks on the door, and Toby packs up his stuff, and he's like, please, you can't tell her about this or anyone. Spencer finally says, okay, they... Well, they- Toby's.
0: she's like, Toby, I, and he's like, promise me. I just wrote down, you are in no position to fucking demand anything, you asshole. Ever. Yeah, so By he the way, crying, th- they hug. Can we talk about what uh, Spencer's wearing, just briefly? Please. Um, it's like a denim like a very long denim shirt that's buttoned up and has a belt over it it's kind of almost like a tunic uh with like rolled up sleeves uh and then just black leggings or i don't know what those are and like these like leather boots that are like laced up with big laces mm. kind of a crazy look at some point of,
1: all of the girls will cycle through a like medieval like fashion style like mm. a rent like a like haunted rent fair um so uh he Toby keeps crying he
0: cries some more she hugs him he's she's like Tries okay I,
1: crying I, cries harder i yeah.
0: promise you yeah so he leaves through one door as spencer lets Arya in the other door well
1: so Arya's like standing there at the window door for mm. a while, just being like, Jesus Christ, is this their foreplay? This is gross. <laughs> um. So finally, yeah, he's gone, especially with Arian. We go back to the swim meet, where people are swimming, Paige is there, like, out of the water, like, clapping along, cheering on her team. We see Emily's, Shana.
0: Emily's on the platform. She's getting ready, but she's clearly out of it. She's kind of, like, you know, waving her head around, rubbing her well, shoulder. She's,
1: yeah, she's rolling her shoulder around, like, trying to, like, rolling her neck around, like, trying to stretch her shoulder. We see Shauna clapping and cheering her team along. The camera is starting ever so slightly to move around. The a camera's little. yeah, the camera's like, like kind of weaving around with Emily. Uh uh-huh. Um, we see the the yeah, the person who's like in front of Emily, like doing like their turnaround in the hmm. water. Lots of slow swimming so yeah. mean, documentary footage.
0: Oh yeah, they love their their underwater camera. Emily g- puts goggles on. She's Tension getting, and desperation. Down in her on. stance, ready to go. Vicodin is a hell of a drug. <laughs>
1: so finally she dives it really is in. Like it. it's awesome it's amazing great mm-hmm. dreams too so she dives in the show really went to town here and like placing the camera in new angles like we we get the camera like on her back at one point as she's swimming um and then oh, some, like
0: underneath her swimming like and this is definitely oh, her no, swimming. On, on top of her though as yeah. you see like her no, yeah, but, coming up mm-hmm. but then
1: yeah for the first time i feel like you saw a lot of close-ups that were without a doubt shay mitchell like the mm-hmm. entirety of shay mitchell as she's swimming and the beauty of that is in swimming All she has to do is like roughly approximate the movements. You know what I mean? Like from the distance, I would think you'd be able to look at that and be like, oh, that's not a professional swimmer. But for that close up with Shay Mitchell's face right there, you don't know what the fuck you're judging. Yeah, it looks like she's swimming. Great. You know, so she's swimming along there. She starts on the double vision. Yeah, the
0: camera kind of goes into double vision as she's swimming, getting closer to the, you know, there's like a tile X at the end of the lane. Um, and so she's swimming, she's swimming, and then instead of doing that, like, kick-flip turnaround that swimmers do, yeah, she goes straight headfirst straight into the wall of the pool. It's the Bye. funniest fucking thing you've ever seen. I, you've got to go find a gif of it.
1: Uh, so there's, there's two gifs that are my number one and number two on PLL. The one is Arya's, like, little dance as she cheers mm. on beating Holden in season two. Number two gif is this moment which i want to say that when this first aired, i believe i had to call you <laughs> so we could properly appreciate how majestic this was but well, i feel like
0: this is their every you're like when you see this for the first time i think everyone's reaction is like looking around like is it okay if i laugh at that cuz that was kind of funny it's you like
1: know? watching a fat guy like get hit in the nuts of a football or mm-hmm. something like that you know what i mean like there's the
0: way she like goes straight into the wall i wonder how they filmed that i mean it looks like really ploughs into it
1: even even at the slowest possible speed, yeah, mm-hmm. that would hurt. And it's, oh, she must I have like
0: padding in the swimming cab or something. It'd be
1: impossible know. to like have like reverse this, you know. Yeah. But um so she knocks herself
0: out. Yeah, because Paige and everyone else is kinda like cheering, cheering, Hey, what's going on? And Emily's like just like floating unconscious in the water, like blood starts to seep out of her yes. head. <laughs> that, that is that's the pretty craziest best thing, yeah. yeah, it's a pretty crazy shot. But, like we get this like from the bottom of the pool looking up at Emily, just like sprawled out like blood yeah, like oozing into the for, water
1: for like people like us this is such a fascinating thing because you're just like oh
0: more swimming
1: <clears throat> and then unintentional lols as she crashes into that wall and then you're like well like they heads must are have blood into the water
0: either they have a special budget for swimming shots or like their dps are like experts at underwater filming because these shots are like really good Like, you don't normally see this, you know? Like, there's a lot of stuff that PLL does where it's like, that person didn't actually get hit by a car. It was just clever editing. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they're putting the camera underwater. There's, like, real blood leaking. You see, you know, Paige from above pulling her out, like, through the water. It's very, very well done.
1: It's like the gravity of a teenager show (laughs) about the high school swimming team. Yeah, so... Come also, back from so real quick. Sorry, this is a minor thing, but like logistically, would they have to then drain all the water from this pool because someone bled in
0: it? I don't know. May they might just put like some bleach in it. I don't know. <laughs> just a little bit of bleach. Mike's pregnant. My Mike cousin's NCD. a pool boy. He's like forty-five. I'll ask. Let's him get him so. on the phone. Mm-hmm. So we
1: got to later. Emily's being wheeled away by on a gurney by paramedics. She seems
0: doped up. Oh, yeah, that's Viking and talking. Uh, and <laughs> her head's like immobilized here, and they're telling her she's going to need stitches. And she's like, my shoulder doesn't hurt. And the EMT is like, you hurt your head. Emily, stay with us. How did you hurt your shoulder? And cut the teacher is like telling all the other swing teen, Swim team Girls and Paige, like, you know, stay back. The EMT asks her again how you hurt your shoulder. And Emily says, I like how Emily even totally dazed. So, it just a lie. She says, yeah, I fell off you. my bike. Can I fi- please finish the race?
1: Yeah, so you know, poor Paige isn't allowed to get through to Emily. Um, real quick,
0: is this yet another new swim coach? Um, maybe the last She one, is wearing a Rosewood Sharks thing. I mean, it, it could just be like the PE teacher. I don't know, but the last potentially. one was the. Well, I think you saw her during the actual swimming,
1: you know, scenes a moment ago. But the last one was the one at the uh, the race, I think.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, but so like honestly. How long before, like, as one of his extra duties, like Ezra is just coaching the swim team?
0: Oh no, this swim team, by the way, their season never ends. Never.
1: Well, don't be fooled just because it's like you know a whole other television season later. This is still what?
0: What's the, uh, the September,
1: October? It's after October, obviously. It's November ish.
0: What's the Greek reference here? The Sisyphusian, uh, you know, pushing a rock up a hill and yeah, never, yeah. 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 it's like that this this swim team goes on forever
1: yeah yeah well it's still it's november is the longest month ever in pll time mm-hmm. and we say this because we're you know recording this on the night of episode 512
0: oh my god i don't want to watch that episode so bad yeah we are hard to watch i had to episode. i had to mute my notifications because i don't want to get spoiled by anyone oh we're dying we're dying to get through this so, dark uh, actor is trying to spoil me on the on the facebook
1: so in Spencer's kitchen, Spencer's pouring some juice as Arya's ranting about Mona. And
0: she's like, how are we supposed to trust anything she ever says? I mean, who knows what she told those cops? Well, the juice pouring, I don't know why I'm fascinated by it. But I love it when they give the actors kind of weird physical things to do during a scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Spencer's kind of like out of it. Like, I, I, just the scene in general. Like, I like it when they do these scenes where Arya's is like super amped up, like chipmunk speed. And, mm. and you know, she always has a foil. Sometimes it's Spencer, sometimes it's somebody else. But it's like, Arya's like in full mania, and the other person's just trying to react calmly to Arya going nuts. I love when Arya goes nuts. Well, oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Mona has barely touched Arya. Meanwhile, amongst many other things, she spent Spencer, sent Spencer to a mental
0: hospital. Yeah.
1: But uh Arya's the one having an episode here. Yeah, she so, says, I
0: mean, who knows what she told those cops? This is Mona. She started lying when she was a fetus. Hello. Hey, why was Toby so upset when he left? Were you guys fighting? And Spencer says, no, go back to the fetus. Ari says hey did I tell you I'm done with martial arts yeah I can't even walk down that street I kissed him and Spencer's like who and Ari's like my instructor and Spencer's like why and Ari's like I don't know I guess because I miss Ezra and I almost got killed last Thursday and he smells like cinnamon and Spencer's like who does and Ari's like Jake and Spencer says who's Jake and Ari's like my instructor pay attention and then Hannah lets herself in
1: with Tippy the bird in Mm -hmm. a cage my Hannah's like, thanks for returning my calls.
0: Yeah, bitch. It's been like, what, two days? You're not calling her back?
1: It's the same day, but it's like, seemingly, yeah. Hannah's been stuck down the street <laughs> for like hours
0: <laughs> trying to get away from crazy Mrs. DeLaurentis. <laughs> yeah. is like, where'd you get that? And Hannah's like, Mrs. DeLaurentis' porch. And Spencer says, you stole a b- her bird. I think and Hannah says, backwards, she like gave it. it to me. What's that?
1: I think you actually have those two backwards, but I like it. Okay. See, yeah, Hannah's like, she gave it to me. And it's not just a bird, it talks.
0: <laughs> Allison and Tippi were roommates in Georgia, okay? This this bird probably knows more about what happened to Allie than any of us.
1: I like where this is going. <laughs> he cut
0: to the bird just looking like a dopey bird. Yep. And uh, Spencer's like, You think it's going to tell us Allie's still alive? And Ari's like, Wow. And I thought I was the one losing it.
1: <laughs> and Hannah's like, If you guys would shut up for a minute, maybe it would say something. So she sets the bird on the counter and they just watch it for well, a moment. Oh, well, they like, all stand does it take around their and watch. Tests?
0: And I like how, like, Arya kind of tilts her head watching, and, and they're both just, like, for a couple beats, they're all just, like, eagerly watching this bird, like, hoping for something to happen.
1: Yeah. especially so like, does it take requests? So Hannah points out that alley was hooking up with some dude in Cape May that summer and telling her mom was the liars. Mm-hmm. And Arya's like, yeah, we know. Wilden." And Hannah's like, no, not Wilden. If he had his own boat, then why would he be staying at, like, Allison's Beach House or whatever? And is like, you know what, Hannah? That's a really great question, but we can't ask him because he's dead.
0: All right, and that lake is now crime scene. The shoreline, we threw the car in, and Spencer's like, hey, stop. That was weeks ago. You guys mm-hmm. weren't wearing pumps. The footprints the police are looking for are from high heels. And Hannah's like, who's high oh. heels? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Arya says, Katsu no, Mona thinks, Mona's trying to tell us that they're Allison's. And Hannah's like, was it muddy that night? And then Tippy the bird says, hey, board shorts, miss me? Mm-hmm. And Arya's like, did you hear that? And Spencer's like, uh, yeah, I'm standing right next to you.
1: So Arya goes to the bird so she can silently communicate about mm-hmm. her hopes and dreams of it. Hannah Or, takes or steals aside. feathers for earrings, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's like, I haven't had a good like feather dealer in mm-hmm. a long, long time. Which would really explain the end of this episode, I think. Um, so yeah, Hannah takes Spencer aside. She's worried about A trying to pin Wilden's death on her mom. And Spencer's like, hey, Hannah, you don't have to worry. Your mom wasn't even in Rosewood the night Wilden was killed. And Hannah's just like, gulp. And then so, the
0: Tippy the Bird starts whistling again. The whole <laughs> Like that, over and over. And they all just kind of stare at it. You already asked what this song is. The, the liar staring at the bird whistling. It's gotta be... You don't realize it at the time, but then when you stop and think, they're they're listening to a bird for clues. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like this is where they've come. Like they get their clues from birds now. This can only get more amazing.
1: So mm-hmm. we got to Hannah's, not Hannah's house at night. Hannah comes in the home, which is completely dark except for the one single light they have on. Yeah. Where Ashy is like texting by the dark in the dark. Texting
0: away in the kitchen, yeah. And then she kind of puts the phone away when Hannah comes in.
1: So uh, Hannah asked Ashley if she if she was in New York the whole time and she was gone. And Ashley's just like, Well, of course. Uh where else would I be? And Hannah's like, here. Did so you Ash- come back to
0: have it out with Wilden?
1: And Hannah's just like or Ashley's like, Hannah, if you're asking, Did I kill him? Then the answer is no. I, I did, did not, not kill, kill Detective Detective Wilden. Wilden.
0: And, and she- I feel like Hannah is kind of like it's like she can't tell. Like she doesn't have strong enough mom powers to tell if Ashley's lying or not.
1: Well the best part is that effectively Hannah is taking her own medicine here no
2: mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. so she has not actually potentially not lied to her daughter she's just not also told her the truth yeah so we cut back to Spencer's room she's like on her laptop like reading Toby's mom's omit obit and apparently uh you know her passing was apparently a loss for many tippy the bird is just sitting there just like tooting along
0: <laughs> on the, Spencer gives like the most awesome side eye ever over at the bird it's a nice kind of like uh tracking shot is the camera moves over as spencer glares at it
1: Mm. so she finally calls hannah leaves her voicemail and says come get this bird hannah it's driving me crazy and you know she's serious because she's been in radley Mm -hmm. the bird keeps going so she calls and leaves another voicemail which is just you can't ignore me
0: and she's been speed dialing by the way so you hear the uh the kind of the dial tone Mm -hmm. uh like phone tone of the the numbers being dialed and then as she calls again a, a third time it's like she has this epiphany and she's like staring at the bird and kind of, you know... The bird's
1: doing the song while the numbers are dialing.
0: Yeah. And then Hannah finally answers and she's like, what, you know, what, what do you want? And Spencer's like, it's not a song Tippy's singing, it's a phone number.
1: I think you should do it one more time, just for effect.
0: I feel like I've I've got too much, too much wind, not enough tone, but, uh... (laughs)
1: It'll do. Yeah. Uh so we cut to Arya's house. Arya's like sitting on her couch, texting away, I'm dying to know who. Mm-hmm. An ominous so shadow. Probably just texting
0: character. A messages to people.
1: Yeah, true. Passes you know, past her curtains. She senses it. She goes to the door. Unfortunately, it's just karate Jake. He well, apologizes.
0: Uh, before before she opens the door, she goes to the window and then it's like uh, you can tell she's like, Oh shit, you know, and she turns around and kinda like does the the once over with her hair, you know, like she's gotta make herself look good. I thought that was funny.
1: Well it's like she's she's dreading this but she's also mm-hmm. like she wants to look good
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know um yeah so he comes in he apologized or he, he apologized for coming to her place he felt like he should do it some person he asked then if he can come in uh he had a hunch that she may not be coming back uh he <laughs> says the kiss took him by surprise or oh, he's like
0: why do you say that
1: <laughs> yeah he doesn't want her to think that he's not interested but he is and he asked that the you only know, they could do is maybe over a coffee or a meal and then her phone starts ringing
0: and it's he Spencer,
1: says, we see. Yeah. He says, maybe you're not comfortable with the whole teacher student thing. It could be complicated. And Ari's like, oh, well. <laughs> or
0: her, her eyes, like, narrow. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> so I phone, am cool with that.
1: Yeah. The phone rings again. He says, it looks like somebody really needs to reach her. Sure. Maybe they can do another time. He starts to walk away. And she's just like, hey, can we do this over that coffee? And he just kind of, like, nods, like an asshole, mm-hmm. and leaves. And the phone rings again.
0: Yeah. So he, he takes off, but. Aria's got uh, someone new on the bench in case this whole Ezra thing doesn't work out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So cut to Emily's bedroom. Emily's on her bed and Paige is like kneeling over her, being overly helpful. Um, yeah.
0: Paige is, uh, you know, asking, is, "Is your head pounding? Maybe there's something you can take." And Emily says, "No, I can't. That's why I lost count during the race because I couldn't judge distance because Vicodin is that awesome." Yes. It uh, is. And Paige says, "You know, he's never done that." And Emily's like, uh, "Yeah, it was painkillers." And Paige's like, how come you couldn't tell me how much pain you're in? Because it was blindingly obvious, Paige. If I told you, then I had to tell you why. I messed up my shoulder saving Ari and Mona. Paige's like, saving them from what? And Emily says, not what, who? And Paige's like, A, Emily, why would you keep this from me? Because I'm a fucking liar, Paige, that's why. Yeah. Uh, Because I didn't want to live in that space anymore. And I don't want to live with there... I don't want you to live there either. I want to live in that room on on your computer. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) And I want to be... I want to be with you and only you away from this town. Just you and me together safe and starting a real life.
1: Lesbian Mm. collegiate paradise.
0: They would break up within like three months of going to Stanford.
1: Yeah, they start kissing.
0: It would get so uncomfortable like by the end of their first semester because they'd have to share the same room. Like one of them would have to move to a different dorm room.
1: Unfortunately, or fortunately, I mean, Emily would then move on to an even better girlfriend who would be right for her. Um, Mm -hmm. So Spencer's Kitchen... Aria, Hannah, and Spencer are, like, listening to a ring phone. They're they're calling the number provided by Tippy the Bird, which, again, LOL. Aria points out that it's a Saturday night, so they may not answer if they're a business. Uh, This this number is located in York County, which I just want to say, Amanda, how far away is York County?
0: Yeah. Aria says, did Ellie know anybody from there? And Spencer says, I don't know. I'm guessing that she called her Beach Hottie. And Hannah corrects and says, Board Shorts. So the, the girls are conflating Board Shorts and Beach Hottie here. Let's see yeah know, what what that
1: must have been like calling obsessively from georgia and that's how tippy the bird learned the number and aria's like well maybe you just dialed the number wrong
0: and spencer says i didn't and he says how do you know you dialed it not tippy
1: so uh <laughs> well, how about t-
0: them like holding out a phone and trying to get <laughs> tippy to like hit the numbers
1: i would watch i would seriously watch a 45 minute episode of just mm-hmm. that um mm-hmm. uh, spencer says that tippy has been singing endlessly on a loop so she she thinks she knows the fucking mm-hmm. number yeah. And Hannah is like she gets that but she wants someone to answer she wants his answers mm-hmm. the plan is to go get Arya's phone and to record the bird together I want to point out this is an Arya and Hannah mission this is what their missions look like so yeah. they race off to do this Spencer just like sighs and then follows because she has nothing better to do yeah
0: so they go into Spencer's bedroom and there is the empty bird cage with the cage door open and they're just like what what could possibly be going on? Who could have predicted that this would happen? You know. And
1: Hannah's like, "How? Who opened that cage?" Spencer finds a feather, and she says, "Probably the same person who opened that window." And they like stare out the open window. Yeah, and
0: the camera kind of pulls out through the open window. Hmm. Tippy the bird. Tippy's gone.
1: Tippy's in the wind. Tippy's taking flight. Yeah. Uh, so the darkened Marin kitchen. Ashy's drinking wine ominously, staring out the window. And then she
0: pulls drinking out a, her drinking like, a white wine. Yeah.
1: She pulls out her muddy shoe bag. She wraps the shoes in the newspaper. newspaper. Uh, someone is clearly watching her from outside. They they duck away as Ashley almost looks over and sees them. And I just think it's got to be the easiest thing in the world to get to Hannah's backyard and spy through that window.
0: Would seem to be. Yeah, I, I do like the camera shot where just as Ashley looks over, the camera itself like ducks out of the way. Yeah, uh, it's a cool shot. So Ashley's she's wrapped these shoes in newspaper and then put them in a garbage bag and she goes out. She kind of looks out in the porch, like flips a light on, and it turns on for a second, then breaks and turns off. You know, like a uh, bulb's dead. But uh, she opens the door and she, op- she steps out. opens the door anyway. Anyway, goes out. Yeah.
1: So we get the A tag. A is uh, giving themselves a healthy portion of rice or a table or something, and then they A pile. There's up some the wine guy. there as well. Yeah, there's some white wine there too. A mini cooked bird.
0: That's a that is a poultry dish there. That's a whole, you know, arms and legs. Uh. Whatever that is. so uh, and it, it, like, Of course, you're like, oh shit, A's eating tippy.
1: Who's full of secrets and thus delicious. Mm-hmm. I love that A has a fork, but for a knife, pulls out a switchblade.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a strange fork, too. It's like a, I don't know, want we'll to get into it, but it's a weird three-pronged fork. Um, but A cuts off a piece of chicken or whatever it is there, and you're thinking it's Tippy, but then the camera pans over as A holds up the chicken to Tippy the bird, he's still alive in a cage and about to commit cannibalism, I guess, or something.
1: This is what uh Eduardo savern in trouble in the social network, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is the A is even like it's you know, you're like, Oh my god, A ate that bird. And then you're like, A's gonna feed bird to that bird, which is sick, and I kinda love it. <laughs> Uh, so the next episode is called "Cat's Cradle," you know, and the Silver Spoon, Little Boy Peep, and the Man in the Moon.
0: Well, so I don't know what do we need to break down in this episode. Uh, Arya has a new boy toy to keep her distracted. Spencer, like, why haven't you dumped Toby by now? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's sad that your mom died, but like, dude, like this shit, like you, you should have had like no, no leash left. Like, y- you were at the end of your rope. One more lie, and that was it. But for yeah. some reason, Spencer continues to tolerate him.
1: Well, it's like she's doubling down and, like, searching the well for reasons why he, you know, so grossly betrayed her. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like she's complicit in trying to make his crimes against her seem justified.
0: Yeah. Emily's looking to get away and also getting into painkillers, which I can't encourage highly enough. (laughs) And uh, Hannah, like, there's something going on with Ashley. Like, she's, she's lying. She's not telling the full truth. Uh, Obviously, those are her, her muddy shoes. I think we could assume those are her footprints at wherever they found Wilden. Somehow, her those mom... Those
1: are her Barry Manilow's in the mud. Yeah. yeah,
0: somehow her mom was not in New York the whole time, is what I think we can gather. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that was the turn of the shoe. Uh, Playing on a turn of the screw, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we need to go watch this episode because my phone keeps blowing up. Let's do it. Yeah, so we will be back next time to talk about Cat's Cradle. Until then, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can go to our website, time travel com slash PLL. If you want to talk to us on Twitter, I'm at Benjamin underscore light. I'm just Marco Sparks. You're Marco Sparks. And uh, if you like the podcast, you want to help us out, head on over to iTunes. Give us a rating or a review. Those seem to help with listenership, I've been told. Um, and yeah, we will be back next time to talk about Cat's Cradle. Mm -hmm. Until then, bye-bye. Peace.